Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey cuties, I'm Miles Sexton, a content creator, activist, and loud and proud disruptor of the norm. On Our Private Bits, we talk about the things and people that don't get talked about enough or at all. Trust me, as a sober, HIV-positive, non-binary person, I would know. Join me as I chat with people in my life and from around the world whose stories deserve to be heard. Maybe you'll learn something new and you will definitely LOL. Our Private Bits is also part of the ACAST Creator Network. All right, cuties. Today on Our Private Bits, we have supermodel Lauren Chan joining us. Lauren is an entrepreneur, size-inclusive advocate, and has worked with publications like Vogue, New York Times, Glamour, Women's Wear Daily, and Sports Illustrated, just to name a few. Want to say hi, Lauren? Hi. I. You are made for this. I am just sitting here <laughs> grinning my face off because of the excitement with which you said that. I was like, where is she? I want to yeah. meet her. <laughs> I mean, how can I not be excited? I, I feel like from the moment that I met you, you know, like you, you have a perception of someone like online, but then you like meet them. And I, I just like, I feel like now there is like this little piece of my heart that like only belongs to you. You are just like such a gem of a human and just have the most kindest energy. And I, I don't know. I just have so much respect for you. Likewise. So thank I mean, you. The, the, the mutuality, if that's a word, <laughs> of that sentiment is probably why we get along so well. Like, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm constantly floored by you and oh. impressed and appreciative and learning something and inspired and yeah, all the things, you know this. Oh, well, I appreciate it so much. How did like, because I feel like, how did we first get connected? I think just online in I our community. So. Okay, that's what I thought too. But I was like, did I forget like meeting you in an event or something? I was like, Ooh. no, I think <laughs> what's happened is that I, we finally were together at an event yes. and I was like, there they are. Okay. Hi. Go say hi. That kind <laughs> okay. of thing. Because we had already kind of been online friends yeah. and I had of course been a fan before that. Uh, yeah. I think we feel like we're, we've known each other in the flesh um, for longer than we actually have. Uh, totally. I yeah. feel like it's only, it's still like, we're still pretty new, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're still mm-hmm. dating at this point, yeah. but like, <laughs> but it's true. Like, so we got to walk like this awesome fashion show for the CAF awards, like during TIFF at the Royal York. And like, it was so cool. Yeah, maybe it was there. Was I, it that late that we met each other in the, in That was person? the first time I think I, I, again, maybe I'm forgetting, but like, I feel like that was the first time that I actually saw you in person. It probably was because you had such a striking look. It probably added to my <laughs> starstruckness. Oh gosh. Yeah, honestly. I I definitely felt like very naked in an event like that. Like it was like, it was interesting because it's like, you know, like I've been modeling since I was like 16 years old and I don't normally get nervous, but like going into that fashion show, being held at like the Royal York, it being associated at CAF Awards. I don't know why I was so in my head and like so nervous. I barely remember anything of that night because I just like I felt like it wasn't a place for me that like I 
would normally be accepted in, especially to like showcase my queerness on such a like level where it was like borderline drag, I felt, you know, like kind of like in and opening that fashion show, you know? So it was like, I had a lot of like my saboteur kind of like coming to the surface of like not feeling worthy enough to be there. I don't know. That was like my journey. And I was like trying to be so present to like get to know you too. But I was like, so in my fucking head. And then Jeannie Becker was like with us you too. Know and I'm like, this is too much. <laughs> I was like, I could feel that now that I'm hearing you explain it yeah. all these months later. And I was just about to say, and the fact that Jeannie was there, yeah. I too was like, whoa, this is the moment. Totally. And I just like, I don't know. I just like, I wanted to like show up in such a way. I feel like for everyone that like no one would be able to say anything. And I feel like that was like to my detriment because I wasn't actually. You mean something negative. Yeah. Like I was, I was worried that people were going to say negative things about me in that show and like the demographic of people that was going to be there. And like, Mm. I don't know. I was, it it really like, it worked against me. And and I'm really like in looking back and reflecting on it. I I, I really just, I should have like let my wise self show up. I don't know. In you that are situation. now, and that's the yeah. thing, right? It's next time you have a situation like that, you'll think of that particular instance. Totally. It's like uh, I can relate to that through my experience with Sports Illustrated. Yes. Because it feels like a space where maybe we weren't uh, the first people on the invite list. Yeah, totally. A decade ago. Yes. Right. And so the first time I was really nervous, and if I go back, you know, it'll be that I remember that feeling. I remember getting through it. I remember being proud after. I remember the incredible response Mm -hmm. afterwards. And that will carry me through with the confidence. Yes. I don't know how much like, you know, more impressively you can get than opening the show, but you know, (laughs) if you open, walk every look and close the show next time, then you'll have, you'll, you know, you'll be like, done this before. Totally. But I think it's like, you know, I think I think when people look at like the modeling industry and specific, like specifically, you know, they're like, oh, that must be so easy. That must be like, you know, it, they don't, I feel like they don't value like the journey that I yeah. think a lot of people go through. And especially yeah. I think for individuals like us who I think are trying to change, I think the industry and like be disruptors in our own sort of ways. And I think there is a lot of this sort of like psychological Thing of just like maybe imposter syndrome of not feeling like we belong in these spaces. It's so resonant to me that you went to imposter syndrome because I do think that modeling is easy physically. Yeah. Yes. I think it is extremely challenging mentally. Exactly. Whether we're talking about imposter syndrome, comparison, mm-hmm. um, body image, and all of how that turns into this cocktail <laughs> that, uh, you know, leads to your self-worth. Yes, totally. And you know, it's been a struggle for me at times. I've really kind of hit a stride in the past few years, but before that it was filled with friction Mm -hmm. and I really had to get to a space where mentally I was super well, mentally I knew myself, mentally I had reasons beyond ego to be in this business. That's such a good point. Yeah. It, 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 it is a hard mind game. It it totally is because it's like, it's when your physical appearance is like the selling feature, right? And like, and then you have like a group of people that are critiquing it constantly. And like, I guess it's just like, you know, you're never going to be everyone's like perfect model, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, then going through, I guess, like the journey of like not letting yourself like hold on to like Mm -hmm. what everyone's saying, especially when you go to castings and stuff like that. Like, it's so hard when, you know, I was like 23 uh, auditioning for Paris Fashion Week and like people were calling me old and I was like what 
I'm like 23 years old. Mm. I don't know. Has it been like, have you, have you had like similar experiences to that? Yeah. And I think like to even make your point bigger, it's not just ego. It's also tied to the resources that you have, which means the life you can build, which Mm -hmm. for some people means the safety, you know, of the community that you can afford to live in or what have you, you know? And so, and by that, I mean, that, that, you know, for me, I can afford to be in New York city because of my work. So if my work is compromised and then I have to move to, um, a suburb, which are more, uh, Republican, Mm -hmm. then am I worried about my well being? And so I know that's kind of a tangent, but it, it really is deep. Yeah. And whether we, as people who work in this industry, realize that or not, mm-hmm. I feel like that depth contributes to how toxic it can be, yes. how comparative and competitive it can mm-hmm. be. Um, and so it's important for me personally to really pull the camera back and realize all of that in order to process it and not let it affect me exactly. so much. I love that you brought that up. I think it is. It is so important because it's like sometimes you can just feel like you're so in it, you know, that you're not able to pull back. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think that that is that that is so important. So why did you get into modeling in the first place? Like, <laughs> now that we just done all of this, well, you know, it's, like, I mean, it's, <laughs> it, it is a good segue because I. <sighs> I don't love the act of modeling. And that was part of the challenge for me in Mm -hmm. in having done it for all these years. And through therapy, I got to a place where I now love the job as a whole because I get to go to work and meet new people, be creative, act like a kid, be Mm -hmm. joyful, um, be silly, use my body, travel, see places. And it also affords me to be able to do the things I want to do, like start my inclusive fashion business mm-hmm. or be able to fly here and have a conversation with you. Yes. Um, that is all to say that I got into modeling, not because I wanted to, as a means to an end. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a fashion editor in New York. Really? And yes, because I'm Canadian. Yes. I couldn't get a visa that um, basically approved that my writing skills uh-huh. were so unique that the job had to be outsourced, um, not to an American, but to a Canadian, right? (laughs) Impossible. Really impossible. So I thought backwards into that logic and thought that if I was a model and my job skill was what I looked like, Mm -hmm. then technically no one had the exact same skill set as me. Um, and it worked. Yeah. So I got signed by Ford models, uh, almost 10 years ago and got my visa and went to New York. Of course, uh, later, soon after became a fashion writer and editor Mm -hmm. and spent a lot of my career at Glamour Magazine as the fashion news director uh, with a focus on size inclusion and building a more diverse, accepting, um, accessible publication. And then I went on to start my own size inclusive fashion brand, Henning, which uh, was acquired last year by Universal Standard, which is the wow. most size inclusive fashion brand in Ugh. the world. We make sizes double zero to 40 now. That's so incredible. Yeah. And now I'm kind of like doing this, which is which is great. So I'm very grateful to modeling uh, because it got me all of these wonderful connections, communities, mm-hmm. accomplishments, experiences. But it's not something I sought out no. specifically. It just kind of happened, I guess, in that in that way. But like, I love I love because I think we're very similar in that sense, like where agreed. Like, I think like, I always joke, like modeling was like my gateway drug to like the rest of this industry. And like, you know, it sort of like 
uh, like allowed me to like get in, you know, mm-hmm. and then like could kind of like access different areas of it that I also was interested mm-hmm. in. But like, did you did you always start as like a body inclusivity model, or like mm-hmm. th- was that a transition? Did that transition into that? Yeah, yeah. I was first signed to the plus size board at Ford That's Models incredible. in New York. Yeah. Wow. So what did what did that feel like at the time? Because what year would have that been? That's a great question. Yeah. It was 2012. Okay. And you know what? It was the first time I think that I felt not disappointed in or hateful towards my body. Mm -hmm. Because you know what? I think it was the first time that I was the size that I am. And someone said, great. Yeah. That's what we're looking (sighs) for. Great. You're valuable. Great. We we love you. Don't change a thing. Come on in. Oof. I know. It makes me emotional. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, I th- just think it's so fucked up, like, that it took that long, you know, for you to experience that. And, you know, like, I'm... That's why this work is so important. It is. Even though it's fashion and it's often seen as frivolous because it's a yeah. quote-unquote women's industry... No. You know, the work that we do in representation, if it can make us feel that way, it can make anyone watching feel that way. And as we get more progressive as an industry, so too does the culture. And the people absorbing that, this, us, when they're teenagers will grow to become a whole cohort Mm -hmm. of folks who create amazing positive change in this country. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, yeah, maybe it's difficult sometimes, but you know, I think, I think things are changing and it's like, you know, I'm rewatching the OC right now Mm. and like my memory of that show and now watching it like as an adult, it's just like, oh my God, like I can't catch all of the things now, but it's like, oh, it's such a fat phobic yes, show. It yes. is like violence is like yes. celebrated. Like there's just so many things about it, but it's just like, I think all it, of the miles. it bottles up, I think like all the fucked up things that like is wrong with our society that was like so celebrated in the show. And I find it so hard to watch it now. Isn't it fascinating <laughs> how there's so many programs from that era? Yeah. Actually, you know, um, when I was learning that I had, um, mistakenly yes. <laughs> guessed my sexuality and thought I was straight. <laughs> and when I started to consider that I might be gay, yes. I read a book called Girls Can Kiss Now by Jill Gutowitz. Oh. And um, I believe she's a culture writer. And it has a whole chapter um, about how media from the early 2000s made it so that being a lesbian was not really a socially acceptable option. Mm -hmm. And I say this now because of the way that you just described the OC, it was not so overt. Yes, It was in the subtleties, but it was in the subtleties of everything in culture. All of it. And it's improving. But the one thing that still is, I think, too accepted in culture and still like, yikes, is fat phobia. Yeah. Oh, totally. And it's like, I mean, like, I think you're such a, you're such an onion of a person because there's so many levels of you, you know, like the it's Shrek like, fan in me says, thank you. No, no I'm like, I always describe myself as an onion, but I, but it's true though. Like, you know, like I think that like there's so many levels of your journey and like what you've been through and like what you're fighting towards, you know, and, and, I, and it is. And I think it's like when we look at where society's going, like, yes, things are getting better, but like, how was like, how do you navigate like all of those like levels of yourself? And like, how are you able to like, share all of that like with 
with like, like the work that you're doing you know well, that, like did you have to censor yourself like that is so sweet and you're the example here I should absolutely be asking you this but uh my answer is thank god for therapy <laughs> I'm I'm certainly getting more comfortable going against the grain yeah I think I've always been a people person I've always wanted to help others I've always been emotionally motivated by my negative lived mm-hmm. experience and Uh, That has pushed me to create communities that are better for folks like me. Um, But I don't know. I mean, I I lost my train of thought. You're okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I think, I think like, like, did you ever have to face like not being honest about who you were like within, within your work? You know, when I started my career, I wanted to be a fashion editor and the way that you used to do it Mm -hmm. kind of as a blueprint was you did what everyone else did. Yeah. It was the Devil Wears Prada, literally. Yes. And that was the blueprint. And I, so I did do that. I did try to look smaller, be quieter, have the same ideas Mm -hmm. as everyone else for the first little while. And then I realized that that wasn't going to get me ahead. If only in a self-serving career motivated way. Yes. Not even thinking about, I deserve to be myself yeah, and da, totally. da, 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 da. Like just for ambition's sake, yes. that wasn't going to get me ahead. No. So I started talking more about my experience being othered as a plus size person in mm-hmm. fashion. And I started to realize oh, this is working. Okay. I've got a print column. Okay. There's now a section on the website. Wow. There's a clothing collaboration coming in. Oh, they want me to go on Good Morning America. And that taught me Mm -hmm. that my most full, most authentic life is going to come from leading with who I am Mm -hmm. and, and sharing that to find other people who it resonates with and build community. I couldn't agree more. I think it's like, you know, when you're, when you're younger, you think that those things that like are like not, you know, socially acceptable at that time are going to be like your demise. But like, honestly, they're like your superpower. (sighs) Yes. I say this all the time. They are completely superpowers. I wish that I had leaned into everything that makes me different earlier. Same. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take anything back and I don't regret it. No. But I think that I would have arrived at this whole out joyful therapized person a lot sooner totally but you know I think that's like the journey of our generation is like you know like we were lucky enough that we could lean into these parts of ourselves to like discover who Mm -hmm. we are and like we had more permission to do that but we still had to like relearn I think a lot of these like dialogues that we have and like Mm -hmm. unpack like our internalized like queer phobia our you know the like the internalized like fat phobia that we all grew up on you know and then like you know for you also having to deal with like the race part of it Mm -hmm. as well as like you know being an Asian Canadian woman too right so there's just like there's so much unpacking and like, well, it's such a good point. And you know, you're making me want to say that it'll be a lifelong journey for us. Oh, I don't think we'll ever be like completely self-realized or self-aware, No, but I think that there is such beauty and I would love to like, listen to all of your experiences on this in, in sharing it as you go, Mm -hmm. because social media is a highlight reel. Yeah. Oh, totally. And the messy middle 
is the good part, the helpful part, yes. the relatable part, the part that's going to make people cry and find their community and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, come out or love their fat body or yes. what have you. And so it is important to be to be sharing it yeah. while while we're going through it. Of course, like within our own boundaries and we know we yeah. have our own gut checks. But to me, those are the people that at least helped me when I was going through it. Not the glossy finished product. No, it's true. It's like, I don't know. It's like, you know, I was so afraid of vulnerability for such a long time, you know, because I think like, I'm just going to say, okay, can I ask yeah, you, sorry, yeah, of course. were you afraid or were you just, or were you trained to just not go there? Or were you actively thinking like, oh, that's too scary for me? I really suffer from perfectionism. Okay. So like, for me, being vulnerable was like giving people access into like mm. the core part of who I was that they could like critique. And I was so afraid to do that. And like, you know, when you go back on my social media, like everything was so perfect and like aesthetic. And like, I was so, I was even afraid to smile because I didn't want people to see the spaces in my teeth, you know? And it was just like, it's so silly. Like when I, now like through therapy, through the help of therapy that I'm like, you know, way more, like I actually love myself and who I am. And you know, so it's just like, yeah, like, I think it's just like, it's, it's interesting how when we can reclaim our power over that, that like vulnerability can, I think, help so many people. And I think that that's like what, what we were kind of saying earlier is like, it's, it's what's going to impact that next generation of people to like, so that they can just like, live an even more like closer to like authentic life without having I, to deal with I also with these think things. the former generation, because, you know, we are helping change some minds that are pretty set in stone sometimes. Yes, totally. Exactly. You know, and it definitely is. It's challenging. I think a lot of those people too. So. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I love it. So how do you like... How do you navigate now? I know you posted a video, like, sorry, I'm jumping, but like you posted a video the other day about like, you know, how you deal with your, like the negative comments, like online, but oh like, my gosh, yes, I want to talk yeah, about let's, this. Let's you. get into that a little bit, because I think it's just like, you know, for both of us, you know, we're putting a lot of ourselves out there. Like our partners are very public. Our bodies are very public. Like, how do you, how are you navigating these like negative comments and how do you not internalize it? So I have so much to say and chat with yes. you about this. Um, wow, where do I start? <laughs> I think that I get my negative comments are mostly about my body and me mm -hmm. being too big, um, specifically as well for the institutions that I am now a part of, mm -hmm. like Sports Illustrated, yes. Swimsuit or a certain TV show totally. or, or magazine, yada, yada, yada. And the way that I got to a place that allows 
me to be unaffected by mm. body shaming comments yes. is my body of work. Yeah. It's the past 10 years mm. studying the beauty standard and reporting on it and uh, creating content on it and making clothes for folks who don't yes. fit in it, et cetera, et cetera. Hearing experiences of all those people. Um, studying the beauty standard and realizing that it's uh, it's made up. Totally. It's Literally. Fake. It is fake. It changes every three years. Yes. It changes again every 10 years. It changes back yeah. in the two years following that. So just that pattern is proof that it's not objective. It's no. an impossible target. Totally. And we shouldn't chase it in the first place. And so when someone comments something rude about my body being mm -hmm. big or unattractive on my social media page, which sidebar is like, get the fuck off my page. Totally. If you don't like Why are you it. here? <laughs> um, I am unaffected because they don't know as much as I know mm -hmm. about the beauty standard yes. or what it means to be a woman or how to live in a marginalized body. Totally. And therefore I don't care about their opinion. Yeah. It's like having an argument about politics with someone who doesn't read the news. Yeah, absolutely. You're not going to listen to them. No, it's so true. I'm like getting them heated because no, I mean, I, I, I could really, I could really, I can, I can start commenting back soon. To these I know. People. I feel like <laughs> I, I find it really hard. Like I go through waves where like yeah. I do comment back and like, I, I'm just like, I don't know. I struggle with like wanting to defend myself, but yeah. then like also realizing that these people are not open to learning. Yeah. And so like, it's just like, it's kind of like a waste of energy, but a hundred percent. And tough. so the thing that I wanted to ask you, or yes. I guess talk to yeah. you about with regard to trolls is I went on your page recently yes. and I noticed that you're at least in my scrolling yeah, history, yeah. top performing video with 2 million views Ridiculous. is a video an amazing video about Thanks. sober curious recipes, but it presumably got so much attention from the algorithm because of the negative comments and conversations and hate happening yes. on it. How do you feel about that? It was really tough. Cause like, like you, I, I'm very like unfazed by it, you know? And it's like most of my viral videos are always because of these like hate comments, okay. which bothers me so much that it's like, you know, I try to put joy out into the world and it's like, it's a bit annoying that like the algorithm is only supporting like the, the backlash, you know, of like these like hateful people. Um, so it's just like, you know, I, I think it's, it's hard to navigate for me when these viral videos just like keep going viral. Like sometimes like mm. it'll be like a short period of time. Mm. That video was going viral for three weeks and it was over the holidays. So I was on my phone all of the time to the point where I was like, I asked like, you know, city line to shut off the comments because it was just like, it was starting to affect my mental health. And like, yeah. and it wasn't even like, I think the hard part was like, they were attacking such something that was so personal to me, you know, where it was like, they don't know my journey of like becoming sober and like why and like what effects that's had on my life. And people basically like, pointing out that I was a liar or that like sobriety is like bullshit and like I should just have a drink and like you know so it was like it really like it tested me in terms of like you know trying to like I'm like oh this normally doesn't bug me and and, and I am allowing it to but I think it, it just it taught me a lesson of boundaries and I I got in my head being like this video is going viral and I didn't want it to stop because I was like I want I want it to keep, because mm. it's going to make my performance better. It's mm. going to like reach more people. So like, do I compromise my own mental health 
for the hopes that like I'm going to get more followers and I'm going to get more exposure and more people are going to see me talking about sobriety. Like it was like I was so conflicted. That is so honest. Thank you for saying yeah. that. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's hard and it's like I, I think it's like it's such a hard thing to navigate because it's like, you know, I think as we were kind of we mentioned earlier, it's like I just feel like social media is only really letting negativity succeed. It feels. Yes. Yeah. That is the exact thought I had when I looked at the grid and saw the yeah. number on that post. And I just had this moment of realization that the algorithm is not distinguishing between comments that are negative and comments that are yes. positive. It's just looking at number of comments yes. and people online, people in general are more, uh, emotionally invested when it's a negative exactly. experience, conversation, a fight, what have you. And so I really, I'm still thinking about it. I'm thinking about it like as we're here, I'll be mm -hmm. thinking about it as I try totally. to be more myself online. And I had a similar thought, you know, yeah. I thought, well, maybe if I say something more controversial yes. or more thought provoking or something that people might not agree with yes. as much, then I'll perform better online. Totally. And I don't want to be in that headspace. Yes. I don't. And it makes you, it's built to make you compromise your mental health. 100%. It's built to make you spend all your time online. Yes. It's built to make you fight with people who don't know your whole story, don't know all the information, don't fact check, subscribe to old ideals and hate it when someone else succeeds yes. who isn't doing any of that. <laughs> and, you know, so we're, we're pulling back right now, right? Yeah. We're, we're looking at social media as a whole and it's like, yeah, it's, it's so hard. Like, how do you have a relationship with it? Mm -hmm. You know? And it's like, it, it, but it almost feels like the inevitable, right? Like, it's like, we can't succeed going forward without it. So like, I, what's the solve? In my ideal world, I would, I would have an AI that yes. does my social for me and I don't even look at it. And right? I moved to Muskoka with you. Oh, please. And start a dog rescue. Yeah. I'm so here That's for this. That's my dream. Uh, but like, you know, maybe, maybe we'll get to that point. I don't know. But like, I don't know. It's tough. It, it, I think it's such a tough thing to navigate and like have peace with, I guess. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, I think it's important that, you know, we have these sort of conversations about it because I think people need to be aware, you know? I will say that one of my best performing reels yes. recently was the first reels that I posted with my girlfriend. Okay. And so that was very heartening. And I was glad that it was support and love mm -hmm. and joy and not the hate that I sometimes get yes. on um, body or Gen Z commentary yes. or, or what have you. And how did like how did that make you feel though after seeing something so positive happen? It made me feel ready to be a little bit more of myself online. Mm -hmm. Like you, I am a perfectionist. Yes, um, that served me for a long time, and it's hard to undo the habits and unlearn the mental processes of something that did serve me so well. Mm -hmm. You know, like I think all of my success is due to the fact that I work my ass off. I am a perfectionist. I do as much as I can take mm -hmm. on. And I really try to change the world. Yeah. And I'm kind of in an era where I'm being a little more passive and I'm being a little more myself mm -hmm. and I'm less focused on the results like views yes. and more focused on the content like my relationship yeah. or my inner thoughts or my mental health journey. And so I don't know. It's I'm right in the middle of it, so I don't have the perfect answer. That's okay, but it, I think it's I think it's important that you're recognizing all of those yeah. all of those pieces. But like, what 
what made you decide to like publicly post a relationship? I think that, hmm, I don't know. When did, I, I, I want to flip the same question on you, but what yeah. made me decide to post my relationship? I'm just so happy. Yes. I'm so proud mm-hmm. of who I worked so hard to become. And I am in love and it's an amazing experience. And a lot of people helped me on social when mm-hmm. I was discovering that yes. I was gay and when I then decided to come out personally and then publicly. And so if it if it even helps a single person see some queer joy or mm-hmm. have a profile to ask a question to and get a real human answer, then I think it's worth it. Yeah, absolutely. And also you're you're just as deserving as any other person Thanks. to be able to do that. You know, and I think that that's like a hard it's a hard thing to like. I think like get to that that place you know because I think a lot of the time as queer people we like we try to put everyone else's like feelings before our own and like it's been something I've had to challenge myself of being like I am just as deserving as everyone else so that feels so true when you say it I feel like I'm like talking to God. <laughs> I mean, I get Jesus every I know, now and again. It must again, be the so. Jesus hair. <laughs> I had a photo. I had my first ever photo recently removed. Oh no way! It was a semi-nude photo of which oh, I have yeah, plenty. I love that shot of you too. Thank you. Yes. I saw it. It was artful. It was yeah. beautiful. Um, it didn't show nipple. It was us to. It was my girlfriend and yes. I hugging to the side, mm-hmm. and our bodies were in shadow and our face was in the light. Yes. And it was my first ever photo that was removed by okay. Instagram. But what did they justify it as? And I have plenty of almost nude photos yeah. of myself online. And um, I don't know. I can't help but think it has something to do with the fact I that it's two lesbians. I feel like probably so many people reported it. I feel yeah. like that's usually like I feel what like happens because it was my girlfriend and I. People. <sighs> Or the algorithm, I don't know, removed totally. it. Oh, that's that's so messed up. That makes me angry because that was such a beautiful shot. Thanks. I, sh- I guess I'll have to repost it. Yeah. And just see. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so weird. But I, I really think it comes down to it. Like, I, and that's like the new tactic. I feel like that these like hate groups are all using is like they now have created like email chains of people to like target people and just like report their accounts. So like it Isn't gets taken down. Isn't that embarrassing? Down. Aren't you embarrassed? Yeah. It's embarrassing. I, I don't understand how people have this much energy spent on something that is not hurting anyone. You know, I, I can't understand the, well, I think I can make up the kind of person that does that. I'll never understand insofar as the fact that I would never do something like that and spend my own energy to harm (laughs) someone else. Totally. But I really think that these trolls see folks like you and I doing well, despite the fact that we don't subscribe to everything that they were told they have to be like in order to get rewarded in this world. And it makes them viscerally angry because of all of the effort, resentment, sacrifice that went into them abiding by those rules. Yes. And us saying, fuck them. Exactly. And us reaping rewards. It just, it does not, oh. it makes the blood boil. It, it triggers them so yeah. much. Yeah, that that's a good we word. we can be authentic and yeah. actually live our truth. Yeah. You know? It's like all of the energy that they spent stuffing themselves down or mm-hmm. not going to do that thing they wanted to do or not looking how they would like to look or not having that relationship with that person or not having, 
you know, whatever rewards mm-hmm. that they were promised with all that sacrifice makes them go blind with rage yeah, at us. It's so true. I, I completely agree with you. Why do you think that people like humans have such a hard time God. celebrating joy? Cause like, you know, going back to like our point earlier about like, I think people are so quick addictive. to go into negativity, but like, I don't know. It's, it's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to leave happy it there. People, and then I'm gonna say, happy people. I, you know, I, my life, myself, mm-hmm. my community feels so full that I don't have the space in my mind or my gut mm-hmm. to go be harmful towards anyone else. Yeah. And I genuinely assume that the folks who are hateful to other people aren't full. Mm-hmm. Their lives aren't filled totally. up with the things they want, with happiness, with joy, with reward, whatever it is. There's a void that, like old school bullies, yes, gets a little bit full with the spike of adrenaline mm-hmm. that comes with taking someone else down, if even for a second it's on so the internet. True. Yeah, it's a rush. I'm going to learn that rush when I start commenting back. <laughs> I always like imagine I have like the long nails. And I'm like, I could <laughs> tell by your, your uh, yeah. sound effect. Yeah, I'm like, that's how I want to be. <laughs> I just pictured us with like the Britney Spears headsets yes. or walkie talkies from Toronto to New York. Going, yeah. Did you see that one? Yeah. Okay, you got it. I'll get the next one. Over. Uh, we need to do this. <laughs> the next, the new generation of Charlie's Angels. <laughs> do it. Yeah. For the video. Love you. We're making the Charlie's Angels pose <laughs> for those listening. But I, I completely agree. But I also think that I think, and this is just something like I, I'm like, I'm really big in my moment of my life right now is like deconstructing like why I do things. Mm, and, tell me more about yeah, that. Cause I think it's really interesting. And, and I, I feel like that I think you'll enjoy this. Like the decisions that I make and the actions that I, and like how I behave in this world, like those all stem from things that I've been taught. Mm-hmm. So I actually like, when I think about like control and like, you know, the people who have created, you know, our society, I don't think that they actually want us to be happy. They make more money no, off us being miserable oh, gosh, and yeah. striving to try to more like money, more power, more, more uh, assertion of the, more. what they want. Yes, exactly. So like, I just, I think that it's so like in unlearning, trying to unlearn that has been like really allowed me to let a lot more joy into my life and like express joy more mm-hmm. because I think it's like, you know, that's why I think people also like are so negative on the internet. Cause it's like, when was the last time like you gave a compliment to someone or mm. you wrote something nice to someone or you did something that was like not self-serving, you know? And it's like, I, I also have to challenge myself like that all of the time to think about it because it's like, you know, with so- like, you know, we're both use social media as like, you know, a way to like make money. And I like, I realized that like so many people are commenting so many nice things on my posts, but like, I'm not commenting on other people's posts as often, you know? And it's like, it's, I've been trying to like invest more time in like people who are commenting on my page. Like I'm going on their That's page so and trying sweet. to write something nice. And like, not, I didn't realize that not all people have the time to do that, but it's just like, I'm like, I'm, I guess I'm just trying to find more ways in my life that I can like give joy to other people. That is such a good example. And like something that's a a tip, right? Like how do I create more joy in my life? Probably by spreading joy, probably by being in service to others, probably by connection and something like that is that heady boiled down into a 
as easy of a tip as go leave a nice comment on someone's page yeah. is like wonderful advice. The magazine editor in me is like uh, furiously writing a, a, a pen on, on a pencil. Yeah. <laughs> but I agree. I, I, it's just like, I don't know. Like, I, I just think even people who are like maybe not negative, it's just like, it's something it's like, I think we need to start putting more of that energy out there. And yeah. I think that's just like, I get it. We're as a society, we're coming out of like a really dark time with the pandemic. And like, you know, there was so much like loss that happened, but I think it's like how we are going to like lift the vibration and like lift everyone mm. back up again is like, we need to change the energy mm-hmm. that we're putting out into the world. Sage this whole place. Yeah, exactly. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Lauren, I appreciate you so much coming on this I podcast. I, I feel like there's so much more that we could talk about, but where can people find you? People can find me at Miles Sexton, number one <laughs> fan on Instagram. <laughs> People can find me at LC Chan, as in Lauren C. Chan, um, on Instagram and TikTok. And yeah. Oh, well, thank Feel free, you. follow, stay in touch, DM, ask questions. I'm going to follow your lead and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build community online. Hey, yeah, that's what we need in this yeah, world. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you. Thank you for your vulnerability and honesty. And I'm so happy we got to do this. Me too. (laughs) Love you. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.